Welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. This is episode 89. Hey, everybody. Is that recording? You jerk. I didn't hear a we're now recording from Zoom. It's recording. Does it say we're now recording? It says it's recording. recording. Okay, well, you go now then. Okay. Did, hey. did I interrupt your flow? <laughs> I'm keeping. I'm sorry. Leaving, I'm, I'm leaving. It's been a while since we've done this. I know so it I'm feels. Like, you know, really, I'm, I'm leaving all of this in. I'm, yeah, <laughs> it's like when you go away on a work trip and then you come back after a couple of weeks and your partner's there and it's like, hey, how do we do this? Yeah, it's it a, kind of feels like that. That's right. It's a little bit awkward, but we'll get to it. We'll get to the end. Um, well, let's try to get to the you start. Were I was. Okay. What I was saying was, hey, everybody, and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach, and welcome to what we're going to talk about today, episode 89, uh, Isolation Accomplishments, which is not Andrew and I developing a better rapport through all this time alone, as you just saw. No, uh, if anything, it feels like it's been the opposite right there. I always thought that we had a good relationship. You'd think so much time to do nothing, we'd have got this down pat. I know. No. Like, I I, (laughs) I thought that we were pretty good at this over the last 89 episodes, but today we have proven ourselves wrong. What I love the fact is we spend a couple of minutes at the start of every episode talking about how the episode's going to go, and then it goes completely out oh, the window. Oh, goes completely. It? You know yeah. what we, we really should start doing is as soon as one of us picks up the Zoom call is hit record, because I feel like that's probably the, the, the when we're speaking and it's not recording is probably what the people should be listening to, not yeah. all the other junk that we put in in between. They get the rubbish. The gold is left on the cutting room floor, as yeah. it was. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, mate. But that's fun. So anyway, yeah. there we go. Boom. Yeah. So what do we do? So today we're going to do some shout outs. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you a bit of an update on what the two of us have been up to. Uh, and then we're going to go through, like I said at the top, um, just some really tremendous accomplishments that some people have done yeah. uh, during isolation from a fitness perspective. And then at the end, there's a couple of news of the day things that we'll just cover off really quickly in rapid fire action. Absolutely. So we'll start off by talking about some of the members of the Breaking the Barrier community who are, of course, as always, going above and beyond. So starting with Taylor. So Taylor had this to say, my brothers forced me to run three Ks with them on Tuesday. And yesterday, my legs were sore, but today I can hardly walk. So Taylor was talking about an accomplishment that she had throughout the week. And it's one of those things, those those first runs that you haven't done in a while, um, they can be, they can hurt. And they don't necessarily yes. hurt at the time. They hurt not even the day after, but two or three days after, I feel, is the worst that delayed onset muscle soreness. Yes, the dreaded DOMS mm-hmm. uh, for all you new runners. If you hear people talking about DOMS, it's not just my surname as a nickname. Oh. It's actually delayed onset muscle soreness, which is even more painful than I can be sometimes. Yeah, and trust me when I tell you that Zach is pretty, he's a pain in the, well, you know. In the quads. Indeed. Yes. Um, my shout out goes to Courtney, who had this to say in the Facebook community. Feeling good. Back in the actual gym six days a week with a strict plan for myself, and I haven't felt this good in so long with workouts. Was in a rut trying to find my new fit and finally settled again, ready to make them gains again. Awesome. Well done, Courtney. I'm actually I assume you're not in isolation. I'm representing Courtney today. This is uh Courtney was one of our guests on the podcast and she sent me one of these shirts. Train hard, live happy. Find her on Instagram and Facebook. I love this shirt. It's one of my favorites. Anyway, sorry. Continue. That's a good looking shirt. It is. It's really awesome. I love it. Love the colors. It's a great logo she's got. She uh, she designed it herself, I think. And uh, yeah. Yeah. 
No, that's awesome. Well, well done, Courtney, getting back into, uh, you know, I think, which episode was that? That was one of your, in the uh, first half. Of yeah, your I feel like episodes. that was yeah. probably, it was pre-50, definitely pre-50. Yeah, something like that. I do remember that. So, yeah, absolutely some spectacular form that you've had in the past, Courtney. So if you're getting back to that, look yeah. out, world, here she comes. Totally. And this final shout-out goes to Desiree. Desiree had this to say. I'm getting up each day to do my workouts, and it's been on point. I'm not eating after 7 p.m., and it's been that way for two weeks now. Sticking to a plan is no joke, LOL. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true, absolutely. I, I mentioned to Desiree, uh, you know, obviously we've been talking a lot about Groundhog Day, and sticking to a plan is the best way to get results, but no, it, it's it's absolutely no joke, and you can't, you can't kind of half-ass it and expect to get the same results, and you can't just, you know, it's like anything. If you do it for only a little while, you're not going to get you're not going to get the results that you want. You have to stick with it. You know, it's like it's like anything else. But really, really great to see that people are getting into those good habits, even though we're going on to you know year twenty of COVID, and and yeah. uh, people are staying I mean motivated. Desiree's shout out there makes me reflect on, so I shared a couple of weeks ago that I have started doing intermittent fasting to try and get on top of my nutrition. Sure. Um, and so similar thing to I think what she's doing is I don't eat after 8 p.m. and then I wait until noon the next day to eat. Um, but I found that when second lockdown started, the strictness and the discipline started to go out the window a little bit. Yeah. I was fine only eating within that certain period of time. But I found that the quantity and what I was eating during that period of, um, you know, being able to consume had just gone off the deep end. It was getting a little bit ridiculous. So yeah. with spring starting a couple of days ago, I've just tried to go back to the basics, you know, finding that discipline, keeping it simple, you know, not getting over the top of it, but just trying to remember what are those really, really basic rules um, that you need to do to stick to a plan and then, you know, not let things creep in from the side. And it's, it's really, really tough. So if Desiree is managing to do that, fantastic. Cause it's, yeah, it's not easy. That's that. That's absolutely true. And it raises a good point, like basic stuff, you know, you don't have to go gung ho calorie count, everything macro uh, macronutrients and everything. You can just get back to those basics and say no to that extra serving of whatever or say yes yeah. to that extra five or ten minutes out in the sun getting active. Uh, it's those little changes and those little changes can lead to much bigger, uh, you know, goal setting uh, opportunities and, and opportunities to find an even better, better plan for yourself. Yeah. So um, thanks to everyone who's been going above and beyond. Remember, if you want to uh, talk to us or talk to each other, there's a couple of different ways you can do it via breaking the barrier social media. Totally. Um, firstly, the Facebook community. Just jump onto Facebook and search for breaking the barrier um, something. What do we call ourselves? Breaking the barrier on Facebook, running. I think it's breaking barrier running. Yeah. Look for Breaking the Barrier Running on Facebook to join the community. But if you just want to follow the podcast, go to Breaking the Barrier Podcast. That's not confusing. And you can go to Breaking the Barrier Podcast on Instagram as well. Yeah. So short yeah. answer, just type in Breaking the Barrier I and chances so. are something will turn up. It might not be us. It might be better. If That's it right. does, let us know. We'll sue them for copyright. Do you know? Yeah. This is copyrighted. Correct. Do you know when I first created Breaking the Barrier, I, I – all the all the links and all the URLs was breaking the barrier running because that was my own personal journey. And then when I decided to turn it into a podcast, I was like, oh, you know, this podcast is probably going to be a lot more about running. And so I changed what I could 
to Breaking the Barrier podcast, but I couldn't change everything. So there's that mm-hmm. one Breaking the Barrier running thing still there, and I'm just like, ah, that's just confusing for everybody. It's, we'd have to call like IT support to get that changed. It's way too complicated. I think so. I'll have to make a call to the uh, the uh, guys upstairs. <laughs> Wait, you have guys upstairs? Uh, when did this happen? I you're I, busy. Yeah, I mean, I, I built a second story on my house, and now that I have now I have guys upstairs. What else are you going to do? What else have you been doing other than building a second story on your house, Andrew? Oh, well, okay. So, yeah, updates with me. Basically, I'm, I'm still kind of in that Groundhog Day. I'm in week, I think, nine or ten of my my quote-unquote uh, cut. Uh, you know, I've had some really great results. I've actually started to, like I said a couple of weeks ago, I'm going to start adding calories in. I, I started that actually... Uh, this past week, so gonna see gonna see what happens there. I've added some, uh, you know, a different re- regime, a regimen at night with a nighttime protein powder before bed. Um, but yeah, pretty much everything's pretty much everything is the same with me. I'm just I'm doing the same thing every day, eating the same thing every day. You know, adding things in where needed. But uh, I've also I've I've taken a little bit of a step further with my Melbourne Superman uh, page. So. You know, I have found that there's a lot of, like, negativity, and I was speaking about this on my last, my quote-unquote birthday episode, and there's just so much negativity, and so, you know, cosplaying, it's great, it's fun, you know, but, you know, there's that ability when you start to build followers, and I'm, I'm starting to build my followers uh, a little bit more and more, you know, each post, to me, is really exciting because the first posts that I would do were getting, like, 15 likes maybe if I was lucky. Mm. Now I'm getting 100 likes and comments on, on each post, you know, pretty consistently for the last few weeks. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm finding that it's, for me, it's a little bit rewarding to add some positivity into the day, like giving those messages of hope, giving those messages of, of you know, being nice to each other. You know, there, there's just for me, I'm trying to find new ways to be sort of quote unquote useful. Uh, during mm. lockdown, because I think that that's a really important thing. Not only, you know, obviously, do you want to stay physically active and mentally active, but you want to give yourself a little bit of a purpose as well. Because some some people at the moment who say aren't working or aren't working as much as they normally would, like myself, you know, without some kind of a purpose in a daily on a daily basis, you can sort of feel lost. So mm. I'm trying to do that as much as I can. I've just I've I've made I created a Melbourne Superman page for the Starlight Foundation, which of course is you know to uh, it, uh, contribute to the betterment of children's lives, uh, sick children in particular. So you can find that at starlightfundraisers.org.au/forward/slash/melbourne-superman if you want to donate. Um, and I yeah I think for me I'm just trying to find time every day to add a little bit of positivity. I, I created a note on my phone the other day that simply uh, said, and it will go off every day to me, um, you know, what is the one, what one positive act have you done today? You know, what, mm. how have you spread positivity today? Um, yeah. And so I'm, I'm trying to do that. Uh, other than that, you know, that's kind of where I'm Are at. you finding it's, is it, is it being received when you do those posts on Instagram? Is it because, you know, 
social media can be a, a tricky place sometimes. There could be trolls and people who like yeah. to go bash stuff just because they got nothing else to do. Have yeah. you found that the feedback has been largely positive? Do you know, I, I have. And funnily enough, I mean, I'm getting, you know, all the comments on my posts, but uh, I, ta- I do take about an hour a day and I, I just go onto other people's posts, whether I'm following them or just other people whose hashtags I'm looking up. And I just, I will comment on their posts, just something positive, something other than the generic emojis that people always comment. I'll, I'll try to make it yeah. meaningful. So I'll, I'll, I'll pick out just at random, maybe 50 to 100 posts every day of different people. And I'll just comment wow. something. Yeah, I'll just comment something this positive. This is like real work. Well, you know, it's it, it is. It really is. But, you know, it's it makes me feel good about myself, which I think is really important for people, you know, puts that gratitude out into the universe. But also it doesn't I mean, an hour a day of my time to make other people feel good. I think I think we need more of that. There's so much negativity on social mm-hmm. media and uh, yeah. I wonder how many of us are truthfully spending an hour a day just trying to make other people feel good. Like it seems like such a simple thing, yeah. um, but you know, and other people could be ourselves. Like how much time are we taking to make ourselves feel good, to make our families feel good, to make our friends, neighbors, or like you, realistically, a complete stranger on the internet who you happen to have a bit of commonality with through the cosplay. Mm. But apart from that, I mean, have you met all of these people that you're kind no, of paying I, it forward on? I, I try to make it, but people that I have, I have no prior uh, engagement with so i mean obviously the people that i follow um i i will try to comment on their stuff pretty regularly anyway just because uh, i you know i want them to feel good about what they're posting of course but yeah especially when i look up the hashtags there's there's i probably split it into maybe 40 percent of the comments that i'm giving and the likes that i'm giving are people that i do follow but don't really know anyway yeah. and then the other 50 60 percent are just complete strangers that i don't follow that i don't know at all um and i yeah i just i just like to make sure that i do that and whether they reciprocate or not i'm not really worried about it. i'm just trying to put some positivity out it's there it's better to give than to receive yeah not just for christmas yeah That's good right. on you yeah it's and it's really been rewarding it just makes me feel good and it's nice to interact, and sometimes I'll get a message back, uh, you know, just thanking me or telling them, telling me how much they like my page. Or in a couple of cases, I've built some relationships that will um, continue on in the future. For example, I'm going to do a podcast with somebody, just a one-off episode. I obviously have found another podcast that I'm doing. Um, yeah, you're cheating on me with them. Yeah. Sorry, I. It doesn't mean as much. Yeah, to, I mean, I'll just yeah, obviously. Um, (laughs) when I'm with them, I'm thinking of you kind of thing. (laughs) I'm open to other offers, people. If you're listening to this, I will also cheat on Andrew. That's fine. Um, Just got real. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so that's, um, that's what I do. I I take about an hour a day and I just try to make somebody feel good. Um, you know, um, doesn't, doesn't cost me anything. And it's just a fun way to, you know, network with people and make sure that they're having. And a let's day. be honest, you'd probably be flicking through Instagram for an hour a day anyway. Exactly. So why not do something with it? Exactly. And that's that's kind of what my thought process is too. It's like you know what, I'm on here. I might as well mm-hmm. make the make use of the time and you know do something for somebody. Whether it's tiny, but you know maybe it doesn't make a difference. Maybe it makes all the difference in the world. Who knows? Um, yeah. So there's that. 
Um, cool. I've also and added. Fitness wise, yeah. I've, you're doing well. Fitness wise, I'm doing well. I've, you know, I'm I'm still doing my two runs a day. Um, I've been sort of with my morning cardio, at maybe two or three days of uh, out of the week instead of uh, high intensity interval training. I'll just go at a little bit of a steadier pace, but at a faster. Uh, a fa- faster pace. So, for example, mm-hmm. I might do a, a five-minute kilometer for, you know, five or ten minutes, which you know it's not yeah. fast, fast, but uh, just to make sure that things are working. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm doing really well with the weightlifting. You know, I'm still seeing changes and positive changes in my body. I've added, uh, basically, skip uh, skipping rope after cardio three days per week. So. Oh five or 10 minutes skipping skipping rope is no joke no that's and tough do you know what though it's like it's i've over the past couple of weeks i've like really improved uh well i mean i'm not Look like at you well done oh thank you i'm not like rocky or anything but i can definitely feel that i'm lighter on my feet when i do it and yep. and that i can you know because when i say five or ten minutes i don't mean five or ten minutes straight i mean like you know 30 seconds on 30 seconds off but I've been yeah. lately doing like a minute, minute and a half on and 30 seconds off. And I'm just like, oh, wow. It, like, Did really? you get a proper speed rope? No, I just got like a $2 one from Kmart. <laughs> oh, wow. So you're doing it with like, you know, disadvantage of technology. Because apparently a speed rope will make a big difference um, if you can get like one of those proper ones. Yeah. So what do they do? Are they like better for... I think they're weighted and so that they spin quicker. And so the, the lighter weight ones can get a little bit floppy in the oh, air, cool. whereas the, the speed ropes like really whip around and like hold their, that u-shape all the way around so you're all not right. having to deal with it kind of being up and down yeah okay. Maybe look so i read that the other day yeah yeah so that's uh mm. that's where i'm at you know nothing much nothing really much has changed with me i've, I've got a couple more superman costumes on the way nice <laughs> that's nice that's about it <laughs> and a few more pops i hear yeah well do you know what i and you'd appreciate this the the galaxy con 2020 um exclusive pops came out and you you would be sort of at least familiar with the concept art of Darth Vader and when Luke was not Luke Skywalker but he was Luke Starkiller um and it's that you know it's that uh that poster with Darth Vader with the blue lightsaber and Starkiller with the mask on those are the two pops that I got um wow that's a deep cut I well you know I you know and I uh R.I.P. to Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Yeah, that was yep. really unexpected. The day he passed, I just I I went on and I bought like three Black Panther pops because I was like, do you know what? I just this guy. You know, I didn't know too much about him. I saw him in '42. I thought he was amazing. Yeah. Obviously, Black Panther. Didn't know he was sick at all. No one did. Nobody seems did. like I was. Um, reading a uh, an interview with the director who went all the way through making Black Panther and then being in the uh, the final two Avengers films and he had no idea until um, it had been announced that he had passed which I mean that's such an intense you would know this better than I would the relationship between a leading actor and a director on a movie is such an intense relationship for that period of time yeah. um, for him to have been going through that and, and not mention it and, and be so private about it is just astonishing it really is you know I if I'm on set and like it's a degree too hot, I'm telling the director about it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I mean, not really. But uh, yeah, it's just. Yeah, he's not a prima donna. I'm not a prima donna. Everybody hire yeah. me. It's it's cool. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it was just, it was very surreal. It's just like not one of those, I don't know, it's just not something that you would 2020 has been a really bad year. Seriously? I don't know if anyone's noticed this or said this before, but I think 2020 has probably been a slightly more negative year than normal. I reckon. Yeah, controversial statement, but I'll put that out there. I think you're right. Um, mm. And yeah, that's, uh, you know, obviously the DC fandom thing happened. That yep. happened after our last podcast, didn't it? I thought it got extended again. It did. So you, that, you can yes. you can still vote. Um, you can still vote for me. My link is now at my the Andrew Lorenzo Instagram, not the Melbourne Superman Instagram, because the Melbourne Superman Instagram bio now has the Starlight uh, link in it. But you can still go mm-hmm. and vote by liking all those pictures. But yeah, that fandom was actually really cool. It was a twenty four hour event. Uh, myself, Brendan, and Josh got up at like three thirty in the morning so that we could stream our reactions to everything live for the impulse podcast that was a fun day (laughs) Um, early day yeah it was really early and just (sighs) when you wake up that early and you don't not that 3 30 is that early but i went to bed at like 11 and you know lately i've been get i've been used to getting up at 7 38 30 and then getting up that early to actually have to work Yep. And be on by, you know, reacting to all this stuff. And we went until about 9.30. So we were live streaming on, on YouTube for like six hours. Um, and then I didn't, you know, I didn't sleep until that night. It was like, it was like jet lag, man. It was like awful. Yeah. Just kind of bumbling around your house, trying to work out where you are. Yeah. Pretty much. But that's that's enough cool. about me. I've talked way too much. What what have you been up to, man? What's what's new with you? Uh, so probably, um, you know, we I've been taking Groundhog Day to an extreme. I've been doing this uh, the Bright Running Festival, which uh, was meant to be happening last weekend, mm. uh, which obviously couldn't happen because of the the COVID situation here in Victoria. Sure. They kicked off their virtual event, so people could go run distances from two kilometers all the way up to the 100-kilometer event. And in the 100-kilometer event, they've, they're calling it the 10 by 10, where because we can't run for more than an hour in stage four lockdown, they've gone, right, 10 kilometers in an hour. Sounds pretty reasonable. Um, try and go run 10 days in a row, 10 kilometers to get your 100Ks and you'll get your medal. Um, so Daryl and I and Dean have been doing that. Dean's been doing it up in uh, regional Victoria. So he's got the advantage of he doesn't have to limit himself mm. to 10 kilometers a day. So he smashed out his 100 kilometers uh, in about five or six days because he's been able to go out and do some bigger days of 20 odd kilometers. Um, but Daryl and I have, like clockwork, we're up to six days in a row getting out there and doing 11.1 kilometers. Um, and yeah, it's been good. It's been, um, you can't just, I, I, there's lots of people out there who can go a lot faster than Daryl and I we find that we need to properly warm up beforehand. Like normally when we go for a run in the morning, we get out there and you spend the first K and a half, two Ks kind of warming up and then you get into it. When you've only got an hour because of lockdown and you've got to run that distance in that time, we've been getting into the habit of doing like proper warm-ups beforehand for like 10, 15 minutes. And you know what? It makes a difference. It really does. Like activating the glutes and getting the quads and everything fired up beforehand. I've found I've been able to get out there and sort of get into my running pace straight away, not have to go through that first 10 minutes or so. So, yeah, there's there's something to be said for this whole warm-up thing. And what, Um, what uh, what kind of movements are you doing to warm up? So I basically, I've got a little routine where I start with, I do about, either 10 on each side, 20 in total. I do hip bridges. Mm. And then once I've done some hip bridges, I do some, I go on my side and I do some lateral leg raises. 
Then I roll over onto all fours and I do the Superman where you like stretch your hand out in front of you and your leg behind you mm. and then come back and do the other side. Then I do a bit of, um, you know, downward facing dog for my back just to loosen that all up and get the hamstrings and everything going. Then I go up and I do 10 lunges on either side and then into 10 squats and then finish off with some leg swings and everything. Oh, wow. And so I find that takes me about 10, 12 minutes. Uh, I just kind of do it in this room here. Um, and then, you know, bang out the door and start running and go meet Daryl. Um, and I find I'm able to get everything moving um, a lot better. And then when I get home after the hour or so of running, straight into another um, 20 minutes or so of, I basically do the same thing, but in reverse and finish with stretching, uh, but might throw in there some weights and stuff as well. Nice. So yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Um, it's felt good to have, even though it's a, it's a virtual run and it's not the same as running an actual hundred kilometers. It just felt good to have a bit of a goal yeah. and trying to do it in nine days versus 10 days just makes it a little bit tougher because we, we could have done 10 days of 10 pretty easily, but trying to do nine days of 11.1, it's just that little bit harder. Mm. Um, but there's some guys that are out there doing, you know, over 12 Ks, um, approaching 13, 14 Ks in the hour. Like they're seriously fast guys. Yeah. Um, we're nowhere near that. At all, yeah. Right on, right on. Mm. So that's been pretty good. Yep. What else, man? How's well, how's your how's your strength training going? Because I know you were you were kind of yeah, not bad. I've I've kind of with with running every day. I've kind of backed off going heavy on the legs. Yeah. So I don't do that much strength training other than body weight stuff for my legs right now. Sure. But I've been trying to keep like my chest and back uh, and sort of like that upper body to compensate. Um, for the lower body um, going as well. So I tend to do that three to four times a week yep. at the moment. And it's just enough to just enough to, to keep it in balance is what I'd say and not end up with like back pain or anything like that or sore shoulders from swinging. So, so yeah, being pretty religious, religious with it, um, you know, trying to – that hour of running is being bookended by about half an hour um, in total of stretching and warm up and everything every side right now. So it's, it's about a pretty rhythmic 90 minutes a day I'm, I'm doing, which is I was talking to someone um, about it today. They're like, oh, well, that's really regular. I'm like, yeah, but there's no, there's no extra incidental exercise other than that. Yeah. Like you do that 90 minutes first thing in the morning and then you sit here for the rest of the day. Yeah. So even though it feels really active, my energy output for the day is still probably half of what it would have been sure. if I was then having to travel to the city or walk around or do any of that stuff. So, yeah, yeah. that isn't, it is, that is really interesting because that's absolutely true. Uh, I mean, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm according to my Garmin and I always take these numbers with a grain of salt because you know, it's a Garmin, you know, it's not, yeah. um, I'll, I'll burn maybe about 2,500 calories a day. Whereas when I'm active running, like obviously longer, but I'm much more active throughout the day, that's that number is probably around 28, 29, 3,000 calories a day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's that, that, I mean, great to get active, but it's it's like a, you got to really be mindful of the rest of the day, I guess, to uh, make yeah. sure you can move. Exactly. And, and I've just found that, um, like I've, I've said on the podcast in the past, if I'm running, like if I'm training for an ultra or something and I'm doing a hundred K weeks, yeah. I can pretty much eat whatever I want from a quantity perspective mm. um, without any repercussions and my weight will stay the same. Sure. Um, you've always got to be careful in terms of what you eat. Um, but if I eat sensibly, quote unquote, um, quantity is not a problem for me if I'm doing a hundred Ks a week. Right. I'm doing about 70 Ks a week right now. And normally 
I could still be a little bit relaxed with what I'm doing. But with the lack of incidental exercise, that's where I found that you've got to be really, really strict with the snacks yeah. um, and, and drinking plenty of water and everything. So, you know, you, you got to make smart nutrition choices, yeah. um, which is why, I, you know, it's probably the most exciting thing I've done in the last couple of days. Um, I bought my first generation UCAN product. Oh, snap. Cool. They had they had a salted peanut butter energy bar. Yeah. Um, that they said was a limited release, and I went right. I'm not going to wait for these guys to send me something. I am going to put my money where my mouth is, and I am going to buy my first generation UCAN product, which I did using the code breaking the barrier. Out boy. Which got which got me ten percent off my first purchase at generationucan.com.au. Well, tell so us a little those, bit more about Generation UCAN. I was about to say, for people who don't know, Generation UCAN is the smarter energy nutrition that is powered by Superstarch, a slow-release complex carbohydrate that uniquely delivers steady, long-lasting energy to keep you fueled and feeling good. This is what Andrew has always told me. He's gone on about the is it the peanut butter bar you like? Or I love the, the chocolate, chocolate peanut, peanut butter. It's my favorite. Love chocolate it. Chocolate peanut butter bar. You've always gone on about that, and you've gone on about taking it and doing it for your long runs, and how you've never bonked. I've always said, "Yep, that sounds good," but I'm going to try it out now. So I went in, used the code breaking the barrier. Generation you can the best choice for steady energy. I am going to eat one live on the next podcast after they arrive Ooh. and do a, a live reaction. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Me too. I can't wait to, to see what you think about them. Um, you know, look, there are some, there, there's one flavor, the, the cinnamon swirl, I think I'm not, it's not bad by any means, but it's not my favorite. Um, so there are just like with any other nutrition bar, there's, there's yeah. my favorite, um, flavors and there's my not favorite flavors as nutrition uh, as you can listens to this now they've probably just cut our sponsorship but <laughs> yeah it's good to say i got this early with the discount isn't it yeah, exactly right uh so yeah rock on man that's that's really exciting um yeah if you if you obviously find you you need something quick and easy that you can trust yeah. um when you're working like when you're going out to do a workout you want to know that you're going to eat something that isn't going to disrupt you and it's going to give you some energy it's the same thing if i'm running in and out of the office uh, in between a meeting, I want to grab something. And if I've got a choice between some Tim Tams or a, or a cinnamon scroll or something sitting there or an energy bar that I know is, you know, is probably going to get me through until my proper meal, mm. I, I'll go with that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the thing about Generation You Can is it's not just for sports, endurance, and running and working out. You can have this stuff throughout the day, and it is a great snack. For example, I love, my, I love trail mix, right? I love trail mix with little bits of chocolate in it. Uh, I'm not having it at the moment right now, but there have been times when I, instead of little bits of chocolate, I've I've frozen up a chocolate peanut butter bar and then just kind of Ooh. mashed it a little bit and made it into little pieces. And I've added that to the to the nut mix. Did you hear great. that? I just salivated. I did. I felt that. Yeah. I felt it through yeah. the screen. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's totally, it's a great snack that you can feel good about and not have to feel guilty about having. And yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, well, we'll look forward to sharing that uh, once it happens. Absolutely. Um, so now um, let's talk about people who have gone above and beyond what we ever thought possible, not our listeners, but some stories that we've found over the last week or so of people just going nuts mm. whilst in isolation. Um, I'll let you take away around the first one. 
um, talk to us about James Campbell from England. All right. So James Campbell from England, he basically, he ran a full marathon in his backyard, like 42.2 kilometers, 26.2 miles in his backyard to raise money for UK, the basically UK's National Health Service. He raised about $32,000. And the incredible thing, aside from the fact that this was a marathon, the incredible thing about this was his backyard was only about 20 feet long. So he'd have to run 20 feet, turn around, run 20 feet, turn around. He did that for five hours, 23 minutes, and 50 seconds to complete the distance. I feel like I'd get massively dizzy with all that turning around. Like, it's not a bad marathon time. No, no. That's a really good marathon time, actually. And you know what's interesting to me is that uh, when you run a marathon, they always tell you to avoid sharp turns because it takes you longer. Yes. It, it can sacrifice your time. So the fact that he's literally making a 180 every 20 feet, amazing. Yeah. He, he's He's got a 445 in him if he can get on the right course, obviously. Oh, dude, I, th I, I think he's got a 430 in him. Probably. That's astonishing. I did see um, early in isolation people doing the same sort of thing. I don't think they were doing marathons, but they were like on balconies and stuff. Yeah. Which is just incredible. There, um, there was another. 20 feet is only like six meters, isn't it? That's it. That's it. I mean, there was another dude, I think, who did a. I can't remember his name, and I probably should have found it, but I couldn't find the information on it. But he ran a marathon on his balcony, was about 15, 20 feet as well. And I'm just like. Incredible. Man, alive. That's insane. But really yeah. well done. Well, I want to talk about, um, I'm going to give him his full title, Leading Seaman Aviation Technician Avionics, Scott Tunnard, um, who was a sailor who is in the Australian Navy. He's deployed on HMAS Canberra. Okay. Um, so he's off there and he is sailing around on HMAS Canberra uh, on maneuvers. And when he got posted to that, um, he set himself a personal goal to run the equivalent of the distance from Sydney to Flinders Street Station, which is 931 kilometres. So he has been stuck on a ship. Obviously, during COVID, people aren't able to get on and off ships at, uh, as much as they would used to. So even when they go near shore to pick up and supplies and stuff, they've all been uh, left on the ship anyway. Mm. So he's been using his time off to run around the ship deck. So when he's not on duty, rather than going down to his bunk, he'll put on his shoes and he'll run up and down wow. uh, the deck of the ship. And he also, during that, um, when they were going through the Filipino upper leg, archipelago? Archipelago. I think that's they were going what the word trying to say. They were going through the islands in the Philippines. That's better. Um, and he ran a marathon on the flight deck three hours in 50 minutes. So imagine that, a ship that is sailing along the ocean, bobbing around, and this guy is running back and forth, back and forth on it to do a three-hour 50 marathon. Do you know, uh, I've been on cruise ships a few times in my life. Obviously, a cruise ship is very different from a, you know, from a large naval. This one has helicopters and gunships on it. Does yeah. your cruise ship have that? Uh, I've been on a cruise ship with a helipad. <laughs> okay, that counts. But yeah. no gunships. But I, I can tell you when you say, for example, if you run on a treadmill, like not that he was running on a treadmill because most cruise ships have uh, tracks around the ship as well. But when you run on a treadmill on a cruise ship, it's very interesting because it's never just a flat run, right? Like as the ship bobs up and down, you know, at at certain points you feel extremely heavy. At certain yeah. points you feel extremely light. 
It's just, right. a, it's a weird feeling to run on a treadmill on a cruise ship. And I can't, like, whenever I run on a cruise ship, now this is way back before I became a, lo- a longer distance runner, but I could never handle doing that for more than 20 or 30 minutes. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe I think an hour or so was my longest. Uh, but you you start to feel kind of like you, you've been on a roller coaster because it's that strange. Yeah. So that's crazy to me that he was able to do that. Yeah, well, well, well done, Scott Tunnard. Um, have not let pandemic restrictions nor a sea deployment no. uh, stop you doing what you want to do. Absolutely brilliant. Mm. Moving on to Chinese marathoner, and I'm probably going to get this name wrong, Pan Shanku. He basically ran a 50K ultra in his apartment. Um, I remember this guy. Yeah, he ran <laughs> roughly 6,250 laps around two tables that he had in his apartment talk about dizzy <laughs> that is incredible 50k in his apartment six thousand over six thousand laps can you imagine yeah oh, i can man. imagine what that would have looked like on his garment or his strava it would have just been a dot as he just caught a circuit around and around and around yeah. I, I would love to see what his floor looked like after that oh yeah exactly especially if carpet, track that marks all over it. done done yeah you're not getting your bond back pan sorry no. But geez, that's just, it's extraordinary. Like, you know, to me, when people start to complain that they can't go out for an hour, or they can't go out for more than an hour because, you know, they, they complain that they can't get their longer distances run and this and that. I'm thinking, well, do you yep. know what? If you really wanted to get it done, you could. People yes. have done it. That's a 50K in his apartment. Yeah, the um, Victorian Ultra Runners Group, or the VUR, who we spoke about um, a couple of episodes ago because they were mean to me when I tried to do something on social media. But they're a good grunt of people apart from that. You broke um, the law, Zach. A, you know you did it. <laughs> it, was a, it was three seconds over, true. Um, a, a lot of them, when isolation first kicked in, um, back in April, did isolation ultras uh, anywhere from 50Ks up. Um, so absolutely, there's a, a few people doing this, but I think James and Pan doing a backyard and a within an apartment are taking it to a, to a whole nother extreme. Yeah, absolutely. What a, what a thing. Yeah. And so I guess those are three people who have done it. Um, there's nothing to stop anyone else doing it. Uh, even off what appears to be, um, some rather, uh, low preparation, uh, retired ultra runner, Ryan Hall Mm. is planning in Colorado on September 5th. So in a couple of days from now, to run a 69-kilometer ultra, which, you know, fine, he's retired ultra runner, he, he, but he could still probably go do one. He retired in 2016. He's not been an elite long-distance runner since then. Um, and he, apparently, he's done no training. He's ran five times this calendar year. So with five runs under his belt for nine months, he is now going to go off and do a 69-kilometer ultra. Yeah. I feel like the add 10% a week rule is not being followed here for No, Ryan. no definitely not. And now this is a guy, uh, from what I know, since 2016, he's actually gone into a much more different uh, sort of on a, a different road with his fitness, you know, no pun intended, but he's he's gotten much more into weightlifting kind of physique sort of thing i haven't heard about him running any long distances in the past five years four years wow Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how that and colorado i would imagine when i think colorado i don't think flat terrain no i mean not at all obviously it's not all the rocky mountains but 
it's Colorado. I, I imagine yeah. trails and hills and bears. Yeah. And, and we, t- and tigers, um, we, the tigers in Colorado, probably, probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Could be. Mountain lions. And, I mean, and, and we talk about, um, muscle memory. And yeah. so can like the muscle memory of, Oh yeah, I remember how to run an ultra. Like that's fine, but you don't actually have the actual muscle. It seems, although it would be interesting to see how his strength training um, prepared yeah. him for this. Yeah. But also, the mental muscle memory of okay, this I know this hurts, but I know I've gone through this before. I can pass it. Will his body instantly click back into that, or will he find the mental experience very different, having been away from the sport for for five years or so? Yeah, I, I can't wait to see how that goes. Like, I hope he does it, and I hope he doesn't get injured. But I, I'm just really looking forward to seeing how that goes. Yeah, that'd be interesting. So yeah, those are a couple of people who have not let isolation stop them. Um, they've they've kept going. Um, one person who has let isolation stop him, unfortunately, is the fastest man in the world, Usain Bolt, has tested positive for coronavirus. That's it. Just it just it tells you that no one is safe. You know, mm. the first I think celebrity we heard about getting it was Tom Hanks. Um, yep. I think Dwayne Johnson and his family tested positive for it as well. I saw that, yes. And Usain Bolt, you think of somebody like Usain Bolt and you think this guy's invincible. He's the fastest man in the world. He can outrun anything. Yep. Almost anything. Yeah. Apparently, it was. Um, he had a big party at his on his 34th birthday. Mm. It's hard to believe he's only 34. I know. He's done so he's much. Done he's so much. for so long. Yeah, I'm 36, and I'm like, yeah, man, I made a, I made a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically exactly the same. That's pretty much yeah. right. That's right. I mean, you has know. he done a podcast? That's the better question. He's got two years to catch up. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but apparently, he had a, um, a birthday party, and it was mask free. And someone's come along to the birthday party, and you know. That's all it takes, you know. It, 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 who knows how it can be transmitted. We can't just sort of rely behind the whole. Oh well, um, it's outside, therefore we're okay. No, um, it can still be transmitted in close in close contact. That's right. There's no, there's no event or occasion that should make you feel that you are, you you can defy these guidelines and expect to come away mm. from it like okay. You know, it's just you've got to do the right thing. Don't don't, you know, yeah. just do the right thing. Yeah, and so he, he was in Jamaica when he was doing that, and they've seen a, a bit of a surge uh, over the last week or so, like a 60% increase. Wow. Um, so, you know, and we've seen that here in Australia, obviously. Yeah. Things can suddenly spike, and once they start going in that direction, this thing replicates really quickly. Yeah, it's really it, – I mean, thankfully, right now, we're in kind of the, – the, the numbers are trending downward, but – I mean, it, it got out of hand the second uh, for the second wave really quickly, and there's no reason to believe that it won't again if we don't do the right mm. thing. Correct. Um, so moving on to another article. So Usain Bolt, obviously um, known for being really, really fast, but also he was really, really tall as well. Mm. Um, and some new research has come out from the University of Michigan who've decided to have a look at that ye olde running myth of cadence or how many steps per minute should you be taking and really looking to challenge that magical number of 180 steps a minute. That's always sort of the guy. Like there's a couple of different rules we're told as runners. Never wear anything new on race day, only add 10% a week and try and get your cadence to 180 steps 
a minute because apparently that's quote-unquote better. Um, they went off and did a whole bunch of research with a whole bunch of different runners to try and work out um, was there a uh, preferred cadence. And these are, it should be noted, these are talking about elite runners. Yep. And what they noticed is that there was actually quite an enormous spread of the cadences of all these different runners, even though they were all finishing within a very, very similar time for the same sorts of distances. Sure. There was people as low as 155, all the way up to 203. But two things came out. One, taller runners take less steps because they are taller, so they have longer strides. So for people who are abnormally or freakishly tall like myself, um, that's probably a bit of comfort for why we can't get our cadence right. Second of all, once you took all of these different athletes of all of these different heights who were all finishing at about the same time, their average cadence was 182. Mm. So it looks like that magical number of 180 steps per minute um, is, you know, there's some truth to it. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it, it does raise a good point because cadence and, you know, uh, foot strike and all that stuff, it's all it's all kind of a guideline. You know, if it, it goes to... to it stands to reason that if you're not hitting exactly 180 cadence, like don't freak out about it. Um, yeah. It's just you know, it's just a, it's a guideline, you know, to try to get you to to run a certain way to prevent a certain kind of injury. But it doesn't work for everybody. And Wait a second, Andrew. You're not saying that runners are obsessive about minute details and might obsess about a number and no. do unnatural things to try and hit that. No, never. You know, the only number that runners aren't obsessed with is the 10% rule. Yes, that's that's the one rule that goes straight out the window, isn't it? That's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, it's you know because for me, my cadence is about one eighty, and that works for me. But my it wasn't always that way because I used to be a heel striker. Now I'm kind of like a mm. midfoot striker, mostly. Um, but that's not to say that had I continued to be a heel striker, maybe. I, you know, because I had been running for years and years as a heel striker. Not mm. that I was fast, not that I was long distance, but I never injured myself. Yeah. I went to 180 and midfoot strike and the injury started. Obviously, that has a lot to do with the amount of running that I was doing. Yes. But it just, it tells you that there's no magic formula. There's nothing that's going to prevent injury. You've just got to listen to your body. And if 180 doesn't feel good, if a if a four-foot strike doesn't feel good, if it feels like it's hurting, if it feels like it's doing the wrong thing, it probably is. Yeah, yeah correct. I mean, yeah, I'm you know, a bit taller than you are, and my striking, but yeah, a little well. I was trying to work out exactly how much. Probably, like, what, four or five inches? Probably, what are you? I'm six foot two and a bit. Seven two? Yeah, sure, you're about... It's not seven two. <laughs> you're about four <laughs> inches taller than me. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, and yeah, my, my strike is normally around about 166. Yeah. So, you know, I've never been able to regularly get it into the 170s uh, at all. So 180 always felt like a, a dream. But now I can sort of go, hey, it doesn't matter. No. As long as I'm finishing in about the same distance, or sorry, at least the same time as most other people, then it doesn't matter if I'm doing it in a slightly different way. That's right. Um, yeah. You got to go with what works and, for your body. Correct. Um, and there's a whole bunch of different things that people can do. Like I was reading about some shoes the other day that had like a really, like a curved rocker sole to try and get that transition from, you know, if you do happen to strike with more of a heel, the shoe was curved so you would roll off straight away into the forefoot and it was in time to like almost springboard you through. Sure. Um, so there is different technology to try and um, compensate for that. Right. Talking about shoe technology, um, 
one thing that we couldn't get enough of a few months ago was the Nike Vaporfly. No. It was the only thing everyone cared about. It was going to completely ruin running. Um, This week on PodiumRunner.com, they were tested not just the Nike Vaporfly, not just the latest Brooks shoe. They tested 12, a full dozen of carbon fiber plate enhanced racing super shoes. So from the market that was being ruined by the Vaporfly and what it was bringing in, there is now literally a dozen shoes that you can buy with price tags from between $180 to $300 or so, but you are no longer just constrained to the Nike Vaporfly. Uh, There is now 11 other shoes at least um, that you can choose that will have the carbon fiber. It'll have the, the high stack height. Um, all of those advances that we were told were so far out of reach that Nike should be banned from every competition. Try to ban them all, Marathon. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and so we're talking about there's Adidas have a shoe, Brooks have a shoe, um, Hoka have a shoe. That thing is um, ugly. You, well, no, that's, you're talking about the Hoka Big Butt Trail Run. Oh, is it not that? Um, this is the Hoka Carbon X. Oh, sorry which looks a lot better. Um, New Balance have a shoe. Um, Nike have like nine versions of the Vaporfly. Um, uh, Sasoni have a shoe. Um, And and they're they're not just, hey, we've got a carbon fiber shoe. There's now different levels of it. There is what they are calling, and I'll make sure I get the description correct. They're calling them the uh, stiff, high cushion stiff plate, which is what the Vaporfly was. And then they're talking now about you can also get, if you want to go a little bit cheaper, you can get a low, firmer stiff plate. So you can get a high or a low. And then you can get, um, so sketches have a shoe. Cushioned, flexible plate training shoes. So, and there's just like shoe companies we've ever heard of. Like there's a new shoe company called On, which have released the Cloud Boom. On, like which O-N, On? O-N. Okay. On Cloud Boom. Um, which, you know, bang a name, but I've never heard of on before. No. Um, but they have a $200 um, carbon-plated training shoe. That Calm you can get. down on you're new to the – you can't be charged $200. No, no, they want 200 bucks <laughs> of your dollars right now. No kidding. The shoes themselves look all right. Yeah. But, I mean, so Sony's got like three different pairs. I mean, I don't know, but Asics have a pair now. Sketches. I've never really thought of Sketches as like full-on running shoes. I always thought of them as like no, walking like, shoes. Yeah, kind of like walking hipster, like skate shoes. Yeah. Skate shoes. No, they've got a polymer plate, which is technically a plastic plate infused with carbon fiber as opposed to a plate made entirely of carbon fiber. Okay. I mean, we're now getting to shoes that are infused with carbon fiber. That's like when you go and you get the chips yeah. that are infused with truffle oil. We're now seeing that in our shoes. That's exactly so, what that's like. Yeah, well, you know, as a chef and a runner, yeah. um, I feel like, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and the thing is, I mean, all of these shoes now will be conforming to those guidelines that the International Olympic Committee brought in, which, you know, they must be 40 millimeters high and all that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be really interesting if and when we get back to running in the Olympics or the World Championships, if we still do see the dominance of the Vaporfly sure. at the starting line or is there some, some different brands here? Yeah, well, until one comes along and beats it, you know, um, I mean, but, you know, mm. the... the, the it's ripe for the taking, I think. The market is ripe for the taking. Yep. But no, that, I think I think we can now success, uh, 
confidently say that the Vaporfly debate and controversy is finished and over and done with. Yeah, finally, I, I think so. You put know, that to bed. It's just it's interesting how much of uh, the <laughs> for a while this podcast was the what's happening in Vaporfly news today podcast. And now it's yeah. the sort of what happened today in COVID podcast. What will it be in six months? I wonder. Oh, I don't know. Hopefully, it's um, we're getting back into long running. And here's you know, a, I'd love to do a recap from a race twelve yeah. months, six months from now. That yeah. would be cool to do another sounds from. I reckon. Well, speaking of races, but you know, I do want to remind everybody that of course you can use the coupon code Breaking the Barrier if you want to sign up for a Spartan, because of course Spartans are going ahead in certain parts of the world, including Gold Coast. Uh, you can use that coupon code Breaking the Barrier in Australia for ten percent uh, for ten percent off that race, and it's just a great way to push yourself. It's a great way to have a goal and to try something new if you've never tried it before. So visit spartanrace.com.au and use the coupon code breaking the barrier to push yourself above and beyond. Excellent. I rock. Doing, you're really good at that. I know, right? Well, you know, I actually, it's funny. I, I had um, uh, somebody who's listened to the podcast has re- uh, reached out to me and said, you know, I love your podcast. I love the message. But the only thing that bothers me is that you have <laughs> the... Uh, the ad reads at the beginning it kind of takes me out of it and I was like oh yeah that's fair but I you know I do that because that's kind of that's kind of like the point of an ad read and I you know the the sponsors have always said that I had to do that but it's it's like I I I reached out and I made sure that I I could take that out before I did that but so basically moving forward I'm not going to have those ad reads at the beginning of the of the beginning of the podcast, we can just get right into the episodes and and go from there. I wow. thought it was a great suggestion. It's just not something that I really ever. I mean, I had thought about, but it's not something I ever pushed because nobody ever gave me any feedback on it. But I was like, all right. Daryl gave me that feedback. Who did? Daryl will be happy to hear. Daryl. Oh, Daryl. Daryl. He'll be happy. Yeah, he'll be happy to hear that news. He's he's yeah. so funny. He reached out to me the other day to to wish me a happy birthday and to see how things were going. And he's like, you know. I feel bad because I always talk to Zach about you, but I never actually talk to you about you. So how you doing? I was like, yeah, that's cool, man. That's that's basically what Zach and I have like a section of our conversation at points where we talk about you, but I don't actually reach out to you either. So Zach is kind of like our middleman. So that's funny. Is there anyone else you'd like me to catch up to uh, on your behalf? Um, message, Andrew. Yeah, maybe uh, figure. I'll find out how Jeff is doing. You know, I miss Jeff. Done. Okay. I did actually talk to Jeff the other day because oh, yeah. as part of doing the bright running festival i had to put my um race or my run results back up on strava sure so that they could be counted so i had to dust off my password and log in and i refused to connect my garmin connect to strava so i'm manually uploading the file oh, every day um but jeff jumped on and he was like oh long time uh haven't seen you running for a while i'm like i've been running it's <laughs> not like i haven't been running i just haven't been putting it on strava it's been zero dark strava well that just tells me that he doesn't listen to the damn podcast so do you know what? Oh, yeah. Forget it. Don't ask him how he's doing. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'll cut that bit and I'll send it to him. No, I'm not. <laughs> he's not even allowed to hear this bit of the podcast where you're telling him off. I want you to cut this bit and sh- and send him just this. This no, Just this I'll segment. Do that. Just tell him Hey, that. Jeff, we, my, Andrew has a message for you. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Awesome. Nice. <laughs> well, before we ostracize all our listeners, um, although we could just open up the members of the Breaking Barrier community and start going through them alphabetically. Oh, let's figure it out. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Breaking the Barrier roast. 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a great idea. Actually, it is a good idea. I reckon. Yeah. We could do that. Mm. Nice. Cool. Well, what do you think? Do we, what, what else do we have? Do we have anything else that we want to talk about today? Uh, that's all we prepared for. So unless you want to go off the cuff. Um... Oh, that's never a good idea. Yeah. But it happens. Well, all right. Then, look, it's it's been really a wild time seeing what everybody is capable out there in you know lockdown land. I think that we all need to keep reminding ourselves that you know things will get better. We have to stay positive, and we do have the opportunity and we do have the possibility to get the workouts done that we want to get done and and to continue to set goals it's it's possible even in the darkest times and if you can do it now when things are better you're going to be so much in a better place to do it then yeah and and think about it starts with you know obviously we talk a lot about fitness here but but go back to that message that andrew had at the start about just finding some time to be kind to yourself and to others reach out you know make a phone call with someone um, who you haven't spoken to for a while and see how they're going. Uh, I think a week from now, September the 10th is Are You OK Day, uh, which is a great opportunity to reach out to people and see how they're going. Uh, and, you know, just to let them know that you're thinking of them. So good luck with that to everyone in the community who's listening to this. Absolutely. Well, on that, this has been the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I've been Andrew. I've been Zach. And remember to stay inspired to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time.